Join me in a new series I'm calling The Good, The Bad, The Military Family, where I join in conversation with many military spouses about the hardships and struggles of military life and culture. I'm Annalise Lucero, and this is The Good, The Bad, The Family. Thanks for joining me today. I had planned to interview other military spouses for this series, but like many moments in military life, things don't go as planned. In an instant, our life was flipped upside down. And so we adjust. What interviews I had planned, what stories I wanted to tell, they'll have to wait for another time. But I couldn't complete this series without addressing the topic that is woven through every military story, grief. I hope whoever is listening knows that they don't grieve alone, but their grief is unique to them. I think the timing of this conversation is so perfect in my life anyway, and maybe in yours. I'm in a lot of pain and grieving, but I will share my thoughts on grief today with you and what I believe grief in the military life is because someone could need it more than me. Although I kind of need this conversation right now a lot. The rates of mental illness among military spouses is increasing, but there continues to be low rates of spouses using mental health services. Barriers include stigma, moving often, and the stress of a new provider and starting over, and a lack of resources. Here at our base, we didn't have a military and family life counselor for months. I heard a story of a spouse with suicide ideation being told, you can wait one month to be seen off base or get admitted to the hospital. I find this shocking and terrifying as a military spouse, as a mental health professional, as a human being, that these are our options. And this is what we're being told by the people who are here to support us, that these are our options. I think despite this terrifying reality, there is a push for more access to resources for mental health. They're not always from the military and people like me and other professionals who are directly impacted by military life are coming out and trying to advocate for better access to resources. But often we leave out the conversation of grief when it comes to military spouses and military life. I don't have an answer for why that is, but maybe it's something to do with our radical acceptance that we fight for freedom, but aren't free ourselves. And to open the door to grief is to look at too much pain because as military spouses, there is a lot of grief. Books, podcasts, brochures, and resources all discuss grief in relation to the loss of a loved one. But grief expands beyond death and has no limits to its reach. 
We grieve for any change in our life, from the smallest differences to the biggest losses. Grief touches us when we change a daily routine or habit and reaches deep into our body when we PCS away from our family or hometown. Grief, like a giant Lego tower, stacks itself brick by brick, life change by life change. Sometimes we are carrying this tower, feeling the full weight of every grief we've had. Other times, we are sitting on top of the tower and free from the weight of life's hardest challenges. No matter where you find yourself, under it all, or sitting up above breathing in fresh air, your grief represents everything and everyone you've loved and deeply cared about. As military spouses, we grieve for what we never had, but always deserved. A family life, maybe in a dream that was simple and not as chaotic as the life of a military family, where decisions that have to be made in what feels like an instant weren't loaded with the well-being and future of our children. We grieve a stable life, one in which we plant things and get to see them grow. We buy a house and live in it long enough to remember what each switch goes to. We have an ID, address, and car insurance that matches the state we live in. We get our dream job and be able to keep it. We grieve security and safety the kind that doesn't bring deployments to war zones or days without hearing from our partner. Security and safety that looks like the person you love walking through the door every day after work instead of someone the military turned that person into. We laugh about, but always know with a deep pain, the curse of deployments and TDYs. When everything goes wrong, Electronics break, roofs leak, kids get sick, and so much loneliness. Although military spouses share similar stories, grief is deeply personal and cannot be understood through pathology. It is an internal experience that belongs to the grieving person but it can be shared and witnessed by others. Relationships can be incredibly healing when we experience grief. One of my favorite books, The Body Keeps Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. I probably said that wrong. Um, it's a book about trauma and how trauma lives in the body. But I find his writing really relevant when I speak about any emotion with my clients. He says... Feeling listened to and understood changes our physiology. Being able to articulate a complex feeling and having our feelings recognized lights up our limbic brain and creates an aha moment. I find this amazing because what his research is showing is that when we tell our story and we're listened to and feel heard, it actually changes our brain and it can be incredibly healing for us. 
we can share with the people in our life what we're experiencing and be transformed by our grief and transformed by their love and support. This is why grief is so important to understand and talk about, especially as military spouses who experience change at a rapid pace, sometimes without notice or time to prepare. When we can recognize what we're feeling as grief, we can engage with it, let it move through us and reveal to us how deeply we can love and connect. In the pain of grief is something growing stronger if we don't resist it. No one ever told me, Annalise, sit in your grief a while. Maybe you'll learn something about yourself. It was the complete opposite. As a Catholic, I often heard a narrative that to grieve is to complain. I was told to be grateful for God's will and to be sad about the loss of anything. Even a family member's death was considered sinful. This is the message that I received as a kid. And I feel like it's still the message of so many organized religions and cultures. But it wasn't direct. It was just deeply rooted in the narrative of culture that this idea of God has a plan or this wasn't what God wanted for you. Something better will come. Like that silver lining crap. I'm so sick. I'm so sick of the silver lining crap. Please stop. (laughs) But this was used to guide me away from my grief and to acceptance. And it's not to say that acceptance is bad, but we cannot forget to hold on to what we are actually grieving, even though it's really painful. I remember when my husband was just beginning his military career. Our first child was about two and I was pregnant with our second. My husband was TDY, which is like temporary duty station and working a lot. So he was TDY a lot and working like 14 to 16 hour days. I was struggling. I was missing him, missing my family, feeling alone and feeling on edge. And another spouse with really good intention, I'm assuming and giving her benefit of the doubt here, (laughs) put her hands on my shoulders, looked me square in the face and said, suck it up buttercup and it was in that moment and I've talked about this on other times on this podcast but it was in that moment that I felt the entire world around me crash and every wall I could build went flying up I wasn't going to let anyone see the pain inside of me because it wasn't safe and it wasn't acceptable in that culture in that environment in that relationship I even started to hide my pain from my husband, and it wasn't until I recognized with a lot of individual and couples therapy that I was grieving the loss of my husband as he was when we first met, and probably the loss of myself as a person before military life. I was grieving my marriage as it was just a few years before, before kids, before this move, before his promotion. And I know that sprinkled in there was a lot of grief from my family life with my three siblings and my parents. It wasn't turning away from my grief that healed me. It was walking back into the grief and letting it move through me that helped me to engage more with my husband and find acceptance in our new life together. And that has been a pattern that I've tried to continue 
every time we face struggles and we're going through a lot of struggles right now. So this reminder couldn't come at a better time. I'm telling you, oh my gosh. But regardless of how I felt, there was a really big push from this spouse, from military culture, from my own personal culture and history that it felt like the world almost was pulling me towards this narrative of get up off the floor and move on. Because after all, and big trigger warning here for all you military spouses, I knew what I signed up for, didn't I? This temptation to let it go in order to move on can leave us feeling confused and empty and the most dangerous It can leave us feeling alone. I was watching a Netflix special with my husband about coaching. Dawn Staley from the University of South Carolina was on this episode. And she was talking about her experience as a college basketball player. And when she missed the chance to win the national title, she said in in this documentary that she carried this loss and this grief with her throughout her coaching career. And she shared that it was painful, sometimes even physically painful, to recall this loss. I have experienced a loss that became physically painful to think about. And the grief and the loss that I'm experiencing now, I'm feeling it physically. It's very painful. But this coach, Dawn Staley, talks about how her grief didn't just represent her pain, but it represented a great passion for her sport, basketball. Her narrative about her loss is that it fueled her to coach her team to the win. And of course, right, she won in 2017 and just this year and got the title with her team for the NCAA Women's National Champions. While Coach Staley has this nice story that wraps up in a pretty bow, we don't all get that ending. And I highly doubt in my situation, I'll get that ending with the nice pretty bow. So... What does our narrative about grief mean for us military spouses? We might all have different kinds of dreams, raising a happy and healthy family, starting our own career, owning a small business, traveling the world. No matter our dreams, we all experience loss and grief. And grief can be experienced in whatever way you experience it. But here is how I have come to understand Grief. Grief is a feeling deep in my soul that expands at any given moment when I experience loss. Grief never leaves us, but becomes more tolerable over time. Grief is experienced in micro and macro ways, but even the smallest grief can pack the punch of every grief behind it. The micro griefs of a military spouse. Our hairdresser. Knowing where every item our family loves is located in the grocery store. Our favorite local coffee shop the comfort of knowing where to find the best breakfast on a Sunday morning, the confidence we have 
when we know where helping agencies are located on base. The macro grief of a military spouse. The goodbye to our best friend who became our emergency contact after one day. The doctor we had who finally understood our needs and made us feel like their most important patient. The home we lived in where we loved our children, our spouse, shared holidays and birthdays together, where the walls heard every laugh and held us safe when we cried alone. The loss we experience when we leave a job that we worked hard for, but must leave behind. The many hours of dedication we poured into volunteer work and the community we say goodbye to. The grief no one talks about. When our spouse doesn't make rank, it wasn't our loss directly, but we sure do experience the pain. The loss we experience when our spouse does get promoted and suddenly more is expected and they're busier than ever. We grieve that life we shared before their longer and more stressful days. Many of us know about the deployment cycle, but many don't talk about the grief we feel when our spouse returns. We suddenly lose the freedom to make decisions without another opinion. It was this freedom that kept us going strong while our spouse was away. Many of us grieve the intimacy we once shared with our partner. That can be robbed from our relationship because of stress, pain, emotional and physical, and trauma. The grief we have for our children. With any change, there will come a certain amount of grief. As parents, we often hold the responsibility of making decisions for our children. Choosing to be a military family was never something that my kids agreed to. They didn't sign on a dotted line or a marriage license. There is grief for our children when they move away and say goodbye to their neighborhood friend, leave teachers, watch their mom pack for a deployment, look for an empty chair at their piano recital, or listen for their dad cheering at soccer games, but don't hear him. Acknowledging their grief can empower children to not feel alone. Making space for them to explore their grief without it hurting us, without fear of punishment, is so important. When we PCS from Florida, PCS is like move, we did a military permanent change of station from Florida to New Mexico. My youngest was only four years old. He didn't understand exactly what was happening, except that we were moving. And he would often ask for his favorite playground, go to the beach, or his friend Sam, who taught him about Godzilla, apparently. He didn't have the words to describe his grief, but it was there. Sometimes our grief can come out sideways and I'd feel helpless watching him struggle to understand why he was hurting and longing for a life that we could never have again. So by now we probably have some understanding of what grief to a military spouse might look like. So now what? If you're a military spouse or anyone who has struggled with grief, 
My hope is that you find a place to talk about your grief. I have this podcast, which is really amazing and therapeutic for me. I am experiencing a lot of sadness, a lot of grief and loss, and helping others and and creating a space for others is how I use my grief to connect. I'll share my grief. I'll listen to others share their grief. And it helps me feel connected and not alone. And that's important to my values. And that's what I hope for everybody is that in their grieving moments, they find a place where they can connect with others or someone and not feel alone. Here are some questions to ask yourself so you can start exploring your own story and what meaning you give your grief. You can explore your questions through journaling or art or however you find yourself feeling safest to explore them. So here are the questions. Describe what your grief feels like to you. What messages did you learn about your grief and how are they blocking you from trusting, thinking, and feeling? Reclaim your thoughts and feelings. Create a timeline of the losses you've experienced over your lifetime and ask yourself, how are these losses impacting my life today? These are just three journal prompts just to get started, just to explore. Because creativity can be a powerful tool that helps us to process our grief. It helps us to explore the depths of our pain safely. Creativity connects us to our hope and it gives us the power to explore a future where our grief has transformed us. Wherever you feel the most creative, start there. I also recommend when you experience grief to get in touch with your body. Mindfulness and yoga practices are amazing for understanding what's happening in your body. And after all, your body experiences everything first and then your brain processes it. So going into the body safely can help you explore your grief and understand what triggers the deep pain and ways you can create boundaries, healthy expectations, and find strength to walk with your grief. If you know someone struggling with grief, ask them if they want to share and just listen. If you don't know what to say, that's okay. But you can try saying, I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you and you're never alone. I think avoid the silver lining. That feels like a trap for people who are grieving, right? Like it doesn't make this situation easier for anybody but you. And in the long run, is that really making it easier for you? (sighs) There is nothing more painful than having to manage your own grief to make someone else feel more comfortable. So just like, don't do it, (laughs) please. If you take away anything from this podcast, don't give people the silver lining. Well, at least, no, cut it off. Don't do it. There is no at least in grief. And I know your intentions are good. And I trust you that you are a good person and you want to help. 
but trust me, it's not helping. So don't do it. (laughs) If you are struggling in your grief, you're not alone. We can struggle together. And I really, truly invite you to reach out to me. Find me on Instagram, a Lucero MFT. I'm there. And tell me about your grief or someone else. Tell someone you trust your story. My hope is that you find your way through the grief and that you never feel alone. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast about grief, about military spouse grief, and about the pains and struggles of military life. This series was not what I wanted it to be. And I find myself saying that a lot about military life. This isn't what I wanted it to be, but this is what it is. And I'm not sure I've accepted that yet. I think I'm a little resistant and I still fight back quite a bit. My husband would probably agree that I fight back a little bit on accepting military life. But I'm just so grateful that he lets me do it and find my way. And and he's there for me every step of the way. Military life is really hard. And your military spouses are going through a lot. A lot of unknown, a lot of scary, a lot of loss, a lot of pain. So just be mindful when you encounter a military spouse. I'm not saying you should go on Facebook and message an old high school friend who married into the military, unless you feel compelled to do that. But I think I just created this podcast so that military spouses could be be seen, they could feel seen, be heard, and know that they're not alone. So if there's anything that anybody listening takes away from this podcast today, I hope that it's that you never feel alone. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear more from the good, the bad, the family, please subscribe. Or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MFT. Thanks for listening. I'm a licensed and trained marriage and family therapist, but this podcast is not a replacement for therapeutic advice. If you want to find a therapist in your area, visit psychologytoday.com.